0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Waiting to Be Signed, the show where we reveal the week's events on FX Hash. My name is Will, and I'm joined by Trinity, as always. Before we get started, a quick disclaimer: we're here to talk about art, specifically NFTs and the money surrounding these things. their are financialized objects. We have to talk about the markets and the prices. That being said, nothing that we say here should be taken as financial advice. This is all for fun. We're just trying to enjoy this platform that we all know and love. You can follow us on Twitter at waiting to sign. We always appreciate your engagement there. Retweets helping us spread the episodes out to a greater audience. We've also started an Instagram at waiting to be signed. And of course, you can always donate to our Tezos wallet, waitingdesign.tez. One other thing to add, our NFT project from last week called WTBS logo with fractals is still available to mint. And as of a couple days ago, we're diverting all proceeds from the primary sales of that project to a community member who is currently trying to flee the situation in Ukraine and or to the public Ukraine donation wallet on Tezos in the event that they escape and we still have some stuff to give. So really long intro this time. Trinity, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. I think we can all say that it's it's been a week. You know, world news... Work has been crazy. I feel like it's felt so strange to be keeping up with what's happening on FX Hash this week, which is kind of ironic given that this is the focus of the podcast. It's been pretty overwhelming, all things considered. Uh, have you been feeling that as well?
0: I've been feeling engaged, doing my best to track the news. I've been doing my best to kind of track the various fundraising efforts. There's been a few on FX Hash, there's been some on Versum. There's been some great opportunities to grab some art. On in particular, of artists who don't necessarily do generative stuff. If you want like, so like Ganbrood, for example, did one. From a geopolitics standpoint, I'm, I don't have a TV, so it's actually like I don't have the news on 24 seven, which I think helps. I'm kind of just more focused on what's going on with the community. That's been my window into all of it.
1: And I think that's been something that's really not fun is not the right word, but like just inspiring to see is just. You know, it's a pretty tight-knit community, FXHash, even though we have 14,000 wallets or 15,000 wallets, Discord is small, probably half of those wallets are bots, and so it's just really great to kind of watch everybody coalesce around, like, specific artists within the community, or, like, just the, the situation overall, leveraging the platform, and as you said, person, object, whatever, is other ways to kind of support these fundraisers, so...
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see people taking advocacy and kind of seizing the opportunity to help into their own hands, right? Which is something that's really hard to do in an like a pre-crypto world, I feel like. Knowing someone somewhere trying to help them, like that individual, you know, being able to like release a token, generate a bunch of funds and send it right to that person all out in the open on the blockchain. I feel like that stuff would have been a lot harder to do 10 years ago. Or I guess Bitcoin was around 10 years ago, but like say twenty years Here's ago. Here's my when...
1: PayPal address or <laughs> right. like this is my GoFundMe. But it's interesting to see just how crypto is kind of shaking out in this entire situation on all ends of the spectrum, so to speak. And it's this is the safest way to store value, no matter who you are, even if you are Russia.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's still some issues of access, right? You know, some of these yeah. countries don't necessarily have the access to to exit that Tezos or Bitcoin or whatever into their local fiat and spend it. And there isn't a lot of infrastructure to just pay directly with crypto. But at the end of the day, like it's giving them a place to put their money, hope that it won't severely lose too much value. You know, crypto is volatile as -hmm. it is, but maybe not as volatile as a local currency kind of under the duress of war.
1: Literal dollars in your mattress.
0: Or things that you can't carry with you, right? You can carry your wallet digitally, like it just exists out in the ether. So as long as you have a laptop or access to a computer... You can still access those funds later on.
1: It's like just, it's a a way of having a little bit of a a security blanket, I think, moving into the future because if there's uncertainty, and obviously nothing can be certain with crypto either, as you said, but it's a way of having a little nest egg to draw upon once all of this ends, assuming it ends.
0: Yeah, right. Well, in the long run, everything will end.
1: We are all going to zero.
0: Yeah. But best of luck to everyone out there who's much closer to this whole... Situation than than we are here in New York. Everyone in the community is is thinking about you, and and, and a lot of people are contributing. It's it's really great to see. Mm-hmm. So I guess we got the U, the Ukraine news, uh, the real news, out of the way. Should we talk about the fake news of the week, or the, the fake news, news that news pertains of the week? more specifically yeah. to the platform? I've only got one thing here.
1: Yeah, I mean it's been a slow week generally.
0: We haven't seen any new concrete updates on. The plans to move out of beta, we know roughly that time is going to be March 15th, which is about a little less than two weeks from when this episode releases. It does seem now finally some artists are kind of catching up on all of those plans. In particular, the most impactful thing being that once we move off the old contract into the post-beta platform, any open tokens are going to be de facto burned. They're no longer going to be mintable. There's uh, two artists I just want to note here for anyone who follows them or has been interested in their projects. Michael Hartman has a kind of a dystopic sci-fi project running that I think is going to be five tokens in total. Six. Six tokens in total. The first two have already released, and because I think there's going to be a connection between all of these, maybe there's going to be some incentive at the end to hold one of each, but he very much wants there to be 256 of each of these existing, so in order to help get these projects stuck on the old contract minted, he's either minting them himself or lowering the price. So, go check those out if you want to get some at a reduced price. You know, in this case, I think it is kind of ethical to lower the price because he's got no choice. It's going to be burned, they're going to be locked. Mm-hmm. So, and
1: you know, honestly, I've loved both of these pieces so far. So, I I mean, I will definitely plan on getting them if they get low enough again. I think And we could talk about this a little bit later. We're kind of entering a time where there's a lot of like liquidity strapping. A lot. And so I I think that this is actually like the worst time in the history of FX Ash to be low on liquidity because the weeks between platform comes down and the transition to the new contract, there's a lot of gems out there that are still needing to be minted. Yeah. And so I think that one of my anxieties is that. Oh no, this is like the last chance to get these things before like there is like that supply is cut off. I think there are like we've been speaking to some of the throwbacks recently. They're the mintable section on tender. And so it's kind of the last chance to get in on those.
0: Yeah. And maybe that can be the focus. You know, we have a topic this week that's going to be talking about some projects we think that are just undervalued in general in this kind of lull that we're experiencing. There's a lot of potential opportunity for someone who maybe is looking to put some money in and start building a collection or, or just sees that sees the the overall lower prices and take advantage of the lack of liquidity out there. at, at how cheap some stuff has gotten. Yeah. Maybe a future, a future topic would be in that week that we're off. Like, yeah. What, what are we going back and looking at and minting?
1: I think that sounds like a, an excellent idea. We should yeah. do it.
0: So the other artist. Just to throw it out there is uh, Anaglyphic, who has this platform built on top of FXHash. And I think actually a lot of people don't know about this, but it's called Aniverse. So a lot of their work that they publish on FXHash is 3D, generative, like houses and objects, devices, like a lot of stuff. And you can connect your wallet to their Aniverse platform and it'll find all of your anaglyphic universe tagged NFTs and you can roam around this virtual space that's yours. So it's a very like metaverse in VR. project in VR or it is the I metaverse think just in the browser. Yeah. But you can also use it as a way to display work. So you can kind of build your own gallery. Like you can mint some stuff from the Anniverse, connect and then build out your own like little area. So obviously when those are locked, you know, that kind of sucks. Anyone who discovers that project months from now. Is going to be missing out on those. And so she has a plan as well. And, and that involves basically reminting those pieces minus the ones that have already been minted. So kind of carrying them over to the new contract, but you know, please go visit that project as well, just mm-hmm. in case things don't work out. It's a pretty interesting one.
1: And if you go to se, so it all spells anniverse with a dot between the end, you can actually roam around it, um, you know, just moving with your um, arrow keys and just panning around with your mouse. It's really, really cool. been following this, you know, since I think for a few months now, just once the set of projects that kind of feed into it have come to light. Uh, it's a really interesting take, and I love that it kind of creates this this universe, the storytelling universe of different types of art that you can collect and kind of bring to the table to make it feel like your own. I really enjoy it. You know, it's a way of, like, I don't know, just the continual engagement.
0: Yeah. It's an example of someone using the platform to create something beyond just a piece of art, right? Like they're actually using this platform as a way to distribute all the individual elements of this metaverse space that they're building. And they're also not charging that much. I mean, most of the pieces are only a couple of tests to mint, which is pretty generous, I think. So yeah, that's kind of the news. And another pretty slow week minus, I guess, the Friday segment, Cycle 105 actually had a lot of new interesting mints, but We're not going to cover most of those, I don't think. Let's talk about some of the interesting projects of the week. Do you have a particular space or a place you'd want to start?
1: I think that the week kicked off pretty strong, in my opinion. So we had last Thursday, Friday off. The Saturday-Sunday mint cycle was our first day on. You know, I think that was a really strong day for the most part. And the one that I'd like to call out first is Nat Sarkissian's California Hills in Late Sun, which to me is probably one of my top 10 pieces
0: of all time
1: it's in my top five landscapes let's put it that way to me it is a really really standout piece it's kind of shocking to me how the market has not exploded like i this is the type of thing i was like this is gonna go to the moon but california hills in the late sun uh 200 editions 15 Tez. it was a dutch auction but with none of the dutch auction pricing rules explained So it was a really interesting time to be minting it because it was a bunch of people on Discord just kind of staring at each other, staring at this beautiful landscape, asking, is the price gonna lower? Are we minting now? What's happening? What are you doing? What am I doing? And it eventually sold out at 15, but this is a really beautiful landscape that comes across almost as like a digital painting. There are three variations. There's the springtime, black and white, or I guess the monochrome, and then the summertime. I ended up getting a black and white in a summertime, which in my opinion are my favorite too, which is excellent. It's just the photorealism. It just feels like being outside on a hot, sunny day. I just want to lay down in the meadow and enjoy the sun, smell the flowers, feel the bugs and the grass. It hits all these emotional and also kind of physical marks for me.
0: This one was really shocking to me. I think I missed it so I remember seeing it the next morning. And I did end up buying one in the secondary, and I've I've gotten a little punished for that, but you know that's that just comes with the territory. I can't remember if it was last episode or the one before where we were talking a little bit about layered PNG projects and how good they look and how they can create an image that just looks almost too good to be true mm-hmm. for generative art. And that's one of the ways you can kind of should kind of be a light bulb in your head of like maybe I need to look into how this one's constructed. This is the most photoreal piece like I've ever seen that's pure code and you just look at how it's, but you can see even how it's constructed, right? And it's, it's such a simple construction the way that you watch the piece animate and, and draw itself out, but it creates a really phenomenal effect. And yeah, it is really surprising considering the, the love for landscapes and the love for quality <laughs> landscapes in particular, that this one has just kind of been slowly moving uh, down in price. The floor kind of just keeps dropping on it. And maybe, yeah. maybe it's because there's not enough diversity in a sense, it doesn't have some of those elements that a uh, garden's monoliths have where you can kind of get this cool, it's, it's, it's very much being drawn into a tight set of rules, but it creates this really amazing photoreal effect that's unlike anything we've seen.
1: I, I think that, you know, there are a couple of things that kind of pop out about some pieces. I think specifically in the summer, you get like the fields of flowers and how many flowers is it like just an entire field of like bright orange that's just bursting out at you. I think those kind that's like the mark of some of the standout pieces here. And, you know, I think that that is like enough to kind of make certain things feel special. Like, I think the closest piece that kind of maps to this in my mind, and I know that this is going to be an unfair comparison, people might yell at me for it, but it kind of reminds me of like an inverse solace um, by Lunarian. If you kind of can picture what I'm saying, where it's like this just very over the real landscape that it evokes some emotion if you know what i mean obviously like solas is, is quickly becoming a absolute favorite favorite like the floor has risen to like 250 Six, or 300 Oh, no,
0: it's like over 600 now
1: wow crazy yeah <laughs> yeah and that's what i was expecting from this piece to be honest because of the quality and just the insanity that it has. So I, I feel like people are really sleeping on this. Part of my mind is this released at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern time. So US, all of Europe is asleep. And part of me is going back to that that thread of conversation that we've been having a few times where if somebody can't make the mint, whether they're sleeping or they're working or it's botted, like there's less inclination to go for it on the secondary. And so I'm wondering if there isn't kind of a knock-on effect from that.
0: I think there could be.
1: 60% of the user base is just not here. And so there's just like less interest for it.
0: I think it's probably that. And an interesting counterexample would be the Friday cycle that we saw most recently had such an uptick in total projects released. So 82 total projects were released on our Friday cycle 105, which was a really nice cycle that overlapped beautifully for the US and EU territories and for the first time in a long time we saw a lot of projects just mint out not necessarily go crazy on the secondary but at least we had a st- solid five six seven projects that minted out when that was just not a thing that was even happening these past few days and we, we saw that uptick too of like 82 total projects the previous five-day cycle like leading in we only had like 50 something projects right so, yeah
1: saturday sunday where the net tech dropped you know that was the first after day off only 45 projects
0: yeah, that's way too few for the first day off, back after two cycles off. So, I really think that this is something artists need to pay more attention to if they're very, if they're concerned, right, about having their work seen, having their work minted. You would like to think that if the work is good, it's going to stand on its own. But discovery is a huge issue. FX Hash does discovery better than most sites, but if I have to scroll down three, four, five clicks to find your piece, and it's buried, and the thumbnails are not always. The easiest way to evaluate, you need to strategize when you're releasing your pieces, and not just pricing and quantity, right? You need to really take into account like who's awake and who's out there, because it kind of feels like you have one solid shot at getting traction with the community, with with a few exceptions. But
1: I mean, I think that we'll see this kind of solved a little bit. You know, obviously Tender is doing like curation on the quote unquote L two layer, you know, obviously people are talking a lot in discord. You can see the, the sales feed. You can you know, look on Twitter to see what people are talking about, but it's really important to have this type of curation or discovery baked into the main platform. I think the Dow system with like the ability to have these curation spaces and curated drops, I think will help this problem quite a bit. And maybe another thing that could just help bring things to the surface more is including like that sales feed as well on the main site. Because we see what's listed on the marketplace. If you go to the marketplace tab, you can just see what's the latest that's been put up. But there's no really way to see what has been selling like hotcakes. So unless you're like tied to the Discord, it's really hard to gauge what the market is doing. And that might be another thing that can help build traction. You know, obviously it might lead to some more of the pump and dump stuff that we see on other platforms. But I think anything that's going to help buyers understand what's, what's happening there. It's going to be a huge boon for the platform.
0: I agree. Most people don't take the time to engage in the Discord.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't want that to be like a barrier to entry.
0: Well, that was a that was a good diversion off yeah. of Nat's piece here. And probably a theme we're going to continue to talk about, I'm sure, over the over the next few. Should we talk about Jin Yao?
1: Yeah, we can talk about Jin Yao.
0: So Jin Yao Lin released a project called Cloud Atlas. Uh, it's project number 10165. It was 128 editions at... 24 Tez. It was going to kind of be this variation on a Dutch auction where if the price lowered, he was going to refund the difference. But I don't think the price lowered. I think it all sold out at that top tier. Am I correct?
1: Yes, I think you're correct. I missed yeah. this this release. Um, I don't remember why. Yeah,
0: we were sleeping. It was okay. it was in the middle Classic. of the night. Yeah, and it, you know, at a time that works for him, right? I think being over, I'm not sure if he's in Taiwan or, or China proper, but um interesting development with this piece was That Yao went on Twitter and posted like a bunch of his work on FX Hash was used in the background of uh, a Chinese uh, magazine.
1: Oh, Marie Claire.
0: Marie Claire. There you go. What did you think of this piece, though? What was your take on it?
1: Maybe again, it's speaking to that bias of I was not here to mint it, so therefore I have fewer opinions on it. I thought it like it's really nice. Like I can tell that there's a lot of like detailing that goes into the like the algorithm and the way that it kind of scallops it's part some of these are like super like seashelly but then it just kind of expands into something else it's if there were more more colors involved i might call this borderline psychedelic i think it's really cool
0: i was immediately turned off unsurprisingly by the animation i feel like the animation for me took away some of the mystique of how it was constructed and there's something about seeing it drawn that makes it feel less special like oh okay so the things just spin and they draw and i was kind of expecting that we would see this piece trend down over time
1: same to be fair over time is still happening
0: over time is still happening it's only been a few days but you know it didn't dip down to mint or below mint price it's holding a pretty solid floor the lowest secondary sale was only 30 tez it's at 37.8 and i i did kind of gain some appreciation for this piece as i kept going back to it and trying to figure out what, what everyone was seeing you know people in discord Kind of picked it as the big winner of the week and and, you know his best piece yet and all that, so I I really Mm -hmm. put in the effort to spend some time and I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's more interesting than I originally thought. I like it more. I did end up getting one and I picked one that I thought had really interesting, had had an above average interesting pattern that was still down close to the floor price. Uh, I didn't get a black background or a rainbow, more rare one that like there is some rarity to these, even though they don't have a rarity rating but I found just a really nice one near the floor. I'm just gonna kind of chill with it and and see see where the prices go. And then I guess decide, like is it a piece I'm gonna hold for a while or maybe a piece that I'll look to flip.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that this is a really great one to hold. You know, when we were talking to Kahlo last week, if you haven't heard the episode, uh, it should be the one before this in, in the queue, where Kahlo's method for investing, it was really about investing in the artist, right? And we've seen that uh, Jin Yao is like, very, you know, engaging with fans and, you know, collectors, has a really solid body of work, doesn't release too often. And quality of the work is just kind of, in my mind, getting better and better over like the last three months. And so I think that from a prominent standpoint and a pure potential standpoint, this is something that is a great thing to hold and pick up. I don't think that you're going to get punished for it at all.
0: I was definitely influenced by the overall low edition count, you know, 128. So, yeah, it's it's still one where i I basically talked myself into liking it enough that I'll get one. It's not something that I'm considering yet, like a growl of my collection that I wouldn't be tempted to sell it if we saw a major move on the floor.
1: Yeah, I can yeah. agree with that statement. Uh, I didn't didn't pick one up. I don't hold one. i I need to save Tez for for sweeping up all of the unsold projects before yeah. they
0: go away, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think it's definitely a nice like abstract take. Like, I think it's after Aura, really the most abstract thing that Jin Yao has done. So I really still love Forsaken in Evangel, mm-hmm. some of the previous work, which are more cityscapes, landscapes, that sort of thing. But leaning more into like mathematical algorithms is, is also very, very fun. Do you sense this as well? I get the sense that we are heading more into like an abstract meta. I mean, obviously, the abstract stuff is always there. We're always an abstract I feel like we've been seeing a, a lot more of that coming up lately. Tibo's well fracture, which is Project One Zero Zero Three One, is another one that came to mind. It came out on that same day as Nat Sarkissian, and it's very painterly flow fields that are sometimes broken up by like strict lines that go through it. You know, I really like this piece as well. It's one of those ones that I think is getting hurt a little bit by coming out at an inopportune time and just kind of getting lost. But if you look at what's on the market right now, it's really nice, really high quality stuff. It kind of reminds me of like a Dimarchi in the diversity and just the way that the colors are coming together.
0: And that's one that had its day. You know, when it came out, it minted out, it was trading on the secondary. You know, things have really calmed down since its release. You know, to answer your question, I, I'm not sure what, I don't know if the meta that we're in is defined by style. I kind of feel like, Right now, the community is really consolidating just around whatever is perceived to be high quality, you know, by whatever definition. So if that's mm-hmm. because the artist is very, very established, or if it's because a lot of tastemakers are out there saying this piece looks really good, or there's just a lot of hype. So like the Jin Yao piece was really hyped, right? So I'm not surprised P- people were really drooling over it on Twitter, and seemed pretty locked in on on collecting it. So I'm not surprised that it was successful. And it's really the only one I would have predicted being successful this week, actually, based on that. You know, the others are kind of more pleasant surprises to me, like Necropunk or Space Filler, which we're going to get to. Or actually, Space Filler might fall into the the hyped and established artist uh, category.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I, I think people are just fearful right now. And they really don't want to splurge their Tez onto projects that they're worried have low or no growth potential and... Timelines, you know, when I say that, I mean I think they're thinking within days or weeks and not in months and years. Yeah. So it's definitely hurting the market overall.
1: Not just the the secondary, but the primary. Yeah. yeah.
0: Everything is, I think, just getting hammered right now as as people consolidate and just continue to act fearfully.
1: But it is still interesting to see that, you know, at 24 Tez, Jenyau, for example, is able to mint out. Yep. And so people are willing to, to be spendy, relatively spendy, that's spendy on FX Ash. Um, for the primary but it is considered safe i would say
0: we'll see and we'll see we can watch the trajectory of this one as it continues to develop i guess an interesting exception we've already kind of mentioned this just a few seconds ago is like necropunk right is now back for a second week in a row with another successful release called alpha omega it's project 10289 and this was 324 editions and only three tez and this one minted out really quickly has had a bunch of secondary sales like I actually sold one for 20 tes just an hour before we started recording this lucky duck yeah ganbrood was like talking about it on twitter this is an artist who's kind of their trajectory seems to be on the rise and they're kind of getting help too from social media like tastemakers other artists seem really really interested in their work did you catch this one at all
1: i did not get this one at all again i was kind of offline for the last few days just because putting out fires at work. It's really, really fun. But you know, I think that this is just a really solid continuation of everything that we've seen Necropunk put out. You know, and I think that people are really starting to recognize that a little bit more. I think I some of their older projects have started to sell out mm-hmm. that had been previously left unminted, which is really great to see. So I think their star is definitely rising in the FX community. And also this one is like nice interaction, kind of like that same thing that you were talking about with, I think the trees before, and also, you know, what you see with Y-hole or another brick.
0: You know, on the piece itself, it's very interesting, the context and the, and the contrast of when you just look at it by itself, it's a city, it's all built in code, right? But it, it's it very much looks like building blocks, like a simply constructed kind of SimCity style city with this orb just kind of hanging in the middle. And if you hit spacebar, it'll rotate nicely. And so you can see it's actually all nicely 3D. And and the orb in this original context is like just kind of chilling and you're not really sure. But then as you start clicking, you can increase the size of it. And it very quickly starts to look like a bomb erupting or like something out of like – it really evokes that scene in Akira for me Mm -hmm. in particular. But it's very – interesting that you can kind of have this like peaceful kind of out of context or then very quickly turns into something a little more scary or or violent or you know evokes a totally different feeling right an interesting piece where i actually kind of appreciate the intera- interaction even though i'm normally a hater on that type of stuff
1: yeah i mean it's just bonus right and also you are a sucker for SimCity, city and so getting this little uh cityscape in here um that is like that isometric it's it's yeah. it's really cool i like it a lot
0: It's a good piece. And there's still a bunch that are on the floor for pretty cheap. I mean, the one that I sold had a red sun and I just decided to take the profit now while it was hot, but uh, I'm holding another one that's more plain. That'll just be like the one that I keep.
1: Yeah. I think that's a smart move. I know that you had mentioned Space Filler earlier before. I also completely missed this one. Space Filler created a 10282 space plant, 300 edition Dutch auction starting at 80 and eventually minting out at 15
0: yeah, and it had some takers at 82, which was interesting. So this is uh, an artist I was not familiar with prior to prior to this, like kind of launch in FX Hash. I checked them out; they've got quite a big Twitter following. So it kind of stands to reason that it would be potentially a, a popular drop. You know, they've got over seven thousand followers, but the piece itself is just kind of like not for me. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Are you looking at it right now? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I was looking at it before, like based off of the preview image. Um- you know, I would say, eh, typically not for me. But then when you actually start to scroll down and see like the huge variety and output, you know, between like the different color schemes, like the different types of shapes and movement that can be created by the piece, like it's actually really engaging and interesting. Parts of it kind of remind me of crochet, at least at the thumbnail level, which is interesting. Like the the ones that have like the green background with you know, green or white or, like, pink aspects to it. At least from a still perspective, that's what it brings me to. Uh, Obviously, when you open it up and there's the the animation, like, that still crochet effect goes away. But I think it's, like, super fun, you know, and, like, very joyous.
0: Yeah, fun, fun, joyous. I'm not going to disagree with those descriptors. I think there's just so I I saw some comparisons to Jeff Ventrella.
1: Mm -hmm. Circus of Life. I was actually just about to bring that up.
0: I don't, you know, I guess there's just some subtle difference in the aesthetic where I prefer the, and and the Jeff and piece is not one that's like, if you got into it, it's not one that you're really profiting or, or really bragging about at all. So I'm, I'm very interested in, or curious, like how this one ended up taking off. Cause for me, aesthetically, it's just not my favorite style, the kind of cartoony effect. So I, I think I just don't really have a lot to offer on this one. It's more just kind of general PSA to everyone that this, this seems to be a big artist it seems that, uh, and, and they're now making stuff in FX hash, which is cool and great for the platform and someone to have on your radar. I know there's been a bunch of secondary sales, like the floor is, mm-hmm. is up above where it ended up minting out.
1: Yeah, it's at 30. Uh, and I've seen some go for, I think, 40 or 50. Obviously, the highest secondary sales, 75, would need to check to see what that was like, that particular piece. I think it's really cool. I'm not going to get one right now because, again, liquidity Um, and also the closing down of the beta contract, but I think still very interesting and like pretty unique and cool.
0: I think I'm just, I think it's just one that I'm wrong on and I just have to accept that and. Not being familiar with the artist and not being familiar with the this, this style of piece that well, but for anyone who's who does like this type of thing, like this seems like a good opportunity to know to, to buy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Still,
1: always buy, buy, yeah. buy.
0: But yeah, I think so. Like what you're just saying, right? Liquidity. So there's a we there's a couple drops here that are definitely feeling the liquidity crunch this week as it as it continues now into like what feels like week five or six of liquidity crunch time. The most notable being the triumphant or less triumphant return of Peter Pasma to the Mm -hmm. platform with Angry Noise Project 1260. And this was 256 editions and 150 Tez to mint. And It's been out for a little under 24 hours now as of this recording and only 24, so just under 10% of them have been minted. Still quite a lot of (laughs) Tez since they're 150 each. It's not a Dutch auction. I think there was a lot of speculation that this was going to be an expensive piece and that people would pay, considering what his other work sells for. Mm-hmm. And this time around, just it kind of felt like no one has 150 Tes in their wallet.
1: No, very few people do. I mean, and I think this is in line with what we were expecting as per the price. Dot product was Project 549, which so super early days on the platform, and that was 30 Tes, which must have been insane at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Hyperdraft 60 Tez, and obviously the floor of Hyperdraft is, you know, much higher than that now. But 150 with angry noise, I don't know. It, it's a little bit shocking, and it's also a really big divergence from his other work that's on the platform so far. Yeah. So it um, makes
0: it hard to evaluate a little bit. It's not an easy comparison. It's so weird. Just around the time we started recording, one of them sold in the secondary for 115. So there were definitely some wallets- in that very small number that minted that we're looking to flip this piece, which is kind of crazy to think about, and they're taking taking a bit of a bath on it. But it's really strange. I fully expected it to get minted out. We've seen a couple projects like this come in at hundred, and you know, most notably Ciphered a couple of weeks back. I did not think that one would get minted out, and it got minted out fully. People found the test then. I kind of expected they would find the test now for such an established artist. But I guess things have changed <laughs> in a couple weeks, or or maybe just people were not excited enough about it. I, I personally don't feel any particular way about it. My, my excitement was to mint something from the artist more than minting this particular yeah. work. It just ended up being... More expensive. I was I was secretly hopeful it might be cheaper or it might be a Dutch auction, and this would be my chance to get a Peter Pasma at least. Yeah, it'll be it'll be weird to see what happens with it going into the burn now. Like, yeah, what's it's going to be a
1: super low edition. You know, you might have like a one of thirty, a one of fifty, depending on you know what type of action haps, happens like during that week or so that we're off.
0: It could be a very good burn, like in or a very good mint in the last hour before we burn. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, wow, there's gonna be sub one hundred of these. Like now 150 looks really good, even if it's not a a top top tier in terms of a public opinion piece on the artist, right?
1: Yeah. And it's like it's really tough because his other works, like um dot product has a floor of two seventy, and I know that hyperdraft is something like six hundred or so. I would need to take another look.
0: Yeah, it goes up and down.
1: 485, yeah. And so it's a really good opportunity to get in on this artist for a really, really low price relative to their other work. But again, I think it just comes down to what do you personally like? I really like Hyperdraft. I think that's by far my favorite. You know, I think that it is, in my qualitative view, worth 3X Angry Noise. But, you know, that's just my personal preference. And I know that art is very subjective. You know, the things that I love or something that other people don't like as much, you know?
0: And I, I'm not saying I dislike the piece necessarily. I, mm-hmm. If this was like 10 tes, I would have been all over it,
1: oh, right? Yeah, like, you and everybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would have been competing with the bots or even at 20 or 30 tes, I think I would have been minting this happily. But at 150, it was out of my reach at the time. It's still kind of out of my reach. So that's also it. It kind of makes you not even regard the piece that well when you know you don't have the money to mint it.
1: know, oh, but congrats to people who, you know, were able to mint and hold. I don't think that they will have any regrets at all. And there's some pretty big buyers. Funny guys got in, Kylo got in, William Apoun got in.
0: Yeah, people that you would expect. I know Seifert got at least one. Yeah. So
1: Arcan getting in there as well.
0: Yeah. And then I guess on that theme, a couple others. We don't have to talk about them in too much detail, but like SDN released a piece this this week called Riptide. That was a Dutch auction from twelve down to six, and it saw some movement at six, but has kind of Stalled out there, and the piece is nice. It's a it's a flow fields based piece, but it has a nice amount of variety. Mm-hmm. You know, Orkislev released a piece just yesterday called Stranded. That's kind of an interesting departure for him. Right now, appropriately named, it's it's kind of stalled out as well. It's it's a uh, not seeing a ton of minting. You know, Devnol released Machine Spirit, which is kind of a successor to the pieces that we were talking about in our last episode, uh, Trinity that you brought up. Mm-hmm. That only minted two at Fortez, one of which was me. <laughs> and I guess nothing happened overnight because I woke up this morning and they had refunded my Fortez and set the price to zero and just decided to give the piece away.
1: I mean, it's currently disabled. So I guess it'll be coming enabled periodically.
0: Yeah, they're, they're flipping it off and on to keep, I guess, bots from getting it in intervals of 50, maybe it looks like. The liquidity crunch continues is, I guess, the theme here.
1: And I think that there's one piece that I'm kind of interested about, and we had talked about it a little bit before we started recording. Is we're recording mid mint window, so apologies if we missed some awesome stuff. I not, just saw that there's a new Hatchfields that came out, so once we're done, I'll go take a look at that.
0: Oh yeah, it's a Ukraine tribute piece.
1: Like I think going back to one of you know the rising stars of FX Hash, uh, Neuderu just released in this mint cycle, uh, Turbulence, which is 500 editions Dutch auction. Starting at twelve, going down to six, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's started at twelve. We're down to nine with fifty-five sold. You know, I think that this could be another one that we'll see how it does. You know, with this liquidity crunch, I think it's really fantastic. I know that we both think that there is a ton of variety and that it's really cool.
0: But it's ambitious, just in the current conditions. You know, doing fi- doing five hundred at even like three tes is ambitious right now. It seems that's just the reality is that we're in some doldrums here. You know, this piece is a huge step forward for him in terms of the composition and the use of color. And most importantly, it's like a divergence away from the kind of more impressionistic style he typically leans on. So he's kind of like flexing some creative muscles here that we haven't seen before, which I think is pretty Mm -hmm. cool.
1: Yeah. And I can understand wanting to put this at 500 editions because there's clearly a lot of variety that can come out of this. I think it says 43 different color palettes with, you know, further combinations within those set of palettes, like a lot of different noise effects, drawing styles. So there's a lot to be seen, you know, I, I totally get that. And I respect the 500 edition again with the liquidity crisis. If you want to sell out again, as we've said before, that's maybe more of an ego thing, but again, there could be that an impact on your, your further primary sales. Yeah. I, I think that this could have gone down to like starting at 15 and going down to like four or three. Or-
0: it's such a tough game for artists right now because in January, the narrative was you have to charge more for your art because otherwise bots are going to get it. And it's going to mess with your secondary pricing and people are going to be unhappy. And kind of immediately after that narrative was embraced by the artists or kind of, kind of got to them market conditions completely reversed. And now it's like, you kind of almost need bots to get your piece even minted out right now because level of liquidity in general is so low and people are just fearful. We've definitely seen some artists get punished for that recently and and you really only have that one shot.
1: Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, Right now I feel like you're only getting botted if your name is Everlasting Building and even they're changing up their tactics to a Dutch auction to kind of prevent that from happening.
0: Yeah, should we do our topic?
1: Yeah, let's head over and do our fun, fun topic for the day. All
0: right. So the topic was, or the assignment was that we were each going to secretly pick some undervalued projects that I guess, given an arbitrary budget to spend, like we would be looking to scoop up right now in this low liquidity setting where the prices have just gotten like too cheap, or we think that the prices are just like really good and we might expect them to go up in the future again, not financial advice, of course. I don't know. I I have kind of of a list of Five-ish, but some of my points have multiple artists to them. But uh, do you want to? You want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to take the really easy one, and this would be the the Reese series.
0: That was my number one as, all,
1: as that, well. I mean, I think that's the easy, the easy pick. You know, where even though it's a thousand editions, like the floor on some of these pieces is just, just so incredibly low. I think it's uh, Meta Riley specifically has like a floor of nine, which is ridiculous
0: especially considering where we've seen a lot of these go before. They've had their moments where they've really gone up in value and we've seen 5% or less listed. And even a lot of them now are still hovering around that like 5% or less listed, but the prices of them have come down significantly.
1: Yeah, it's a really just a no-brainer at, at these prices. I think what we've seen and we've talked about in the past is that new collectors are going to come in. They are going to pick up their set of all five Reese and they're going to get on with their day. It's actually meta metamoral at... That it has a floor of 6.4.
0: That's the blue one, right?
1: That's the blue one, yeah.
0: I mean, I think there's the potential for new collectors to come in and get even more because with each successive one, there was kind of like more features to collect. So some of them have like two variations you might want to collect with one mm-hmm. being more rare. Some of them have four. So there's really a lot for people to explore and and kind of define what is a full collection of Reese drops look like.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. I
0: am very bullish on this one long term.
1: And very low number of available too. Um, some of them the lowest one is meta molnar's, which is four point two percent availability, which, you know, that that was kind of like that key number that you called out on small schools way back in January. Yep. Um obviously small schools' availability has really risen because people were trying to take advantage of that. But I really get the sense that these are being held by multiple people. And, you know, this is I think a very long term play for most people.
0: Yeah. I've accumulated some more. I filled out a set of um, which one was it? Meta Kelly. The which is the one that is like all the dots and it's like red or black. Meta Kelly. Meta Kelly. Mm-hmm. So I filled out a set of those, which I in my definition of it was four total. So minimal red, minimal black, maximal red, maximal black. Yeah. And I'm kind of gonna keep picking my spots and try to fill out the variations in there, as I can. You took my number one as well, so I'm I'll do my number two and this is kind of like a three-parter. So I just have a category here called art blocks or otherwise established artists that are extremely undervalued on FX hash. Okay.
1: Okay, that is you can't do that. Well, but I'm going to that, give that's per, like but I'm going to give specific picks. No no, okay. no, no, I'm going to
0: give specific picks.
1: All right. Here. All right. I that that's that's crazy talk.
0: There's, there's so here are the specific picks. One, Shiven Boulders, AoFlu and NFT.
1: That was my number 3. Okay. Because Shivan Boulder is top 15 NFT artists of all time. and In terms of
0: like total value, yeah.
1: And also average value.
0: So Ao Fluent in particular has a floor of 15. It was minted for 25. It's like, it's a piece that's really hard to evaluate from the thumbnail. People really don't know what it is. And right now, honestly, when you look at his profile on (laughs) FXHash, it doesn't even say his name. It's just like a bunch of dashes. So people might not even know it's him. So Shivan Boulder I'm sorry. I took one of yours. All right. I, I, I bet you don't have these next two, though, that I have in this kind of family of picks. So El Tono.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't have that one, although I agree with you. I, I put this list together 10 minutes before I we know, started I know. talking. You
0: you had a hard week. And then my third in this category of picks was Che Yu Wu Sol I
1: can see that. Yeah.
0: Solsi was a was 40 Testament and is now at a 22 floor. So it's it's almost half under mint from an artist that's internationally regarded you know, I was critical of the first piece, the tree. I didn't really care for it. But I think Solstice is much better and a much more interesting piece. And I'm probably going to look to buy one off the floor sometime soon. And then to go back to Tono again, this is an artist that has had good success on Ethereum. And I have grown to really like the work. And they have three projects here, like Div- Divisio X, Punch Cards, and Arrangement, all of which are pretty cheap. Divisio X is not even fully minted out. It's only 193 of 999 minted. And that's going to be burned you know, de facto burned once we move off this beta contract. So that could be a very low run.
1: Uh, I think that Eltono is a really great call. Um, It's been really interesting to kind of follow Eltono's relative lack of success on the platform. Obviously, I'm not like success means, you know, how high are your floors, which is a very arbitrary number and thing to go on.
0: I feel like their work is really intended to be bought in bulk. I I don't think that looking at one Eltono piece and having one in your wallet really does very much for you. I think it's the type of thing that as galleries kind of further permeate through the metaverse and everyone can kind of plug in and do stuff with them. In context, having four or six next to each other becomes much more interesting than just one sitting out of context in a wallet. So that's kind of my thinking with Eltono, is like their work is meant to be owned in multiples and not Mm The solo pieces where it's like other pieces like a, a che Yu Wu owning one i think is about as good as owning three i'm sure some will disagree with me but that's kind of my thesis around el tono right okay. now
1: i mean i think the one thing i will say about el tono is that yes he's a art blocks artist but art blocks lab which is definitely a different tier and echelon from art blocks curated so no, i know i agree but still
0: <laughs> it's just so cheap it's just so so many of these like i bought a punch card's this morning, there was like five Tez. Yeah. So it's under what it cost to mint. You know, it was eight Tez to mint those.
1: All right. I'm going to actually, for my next pick, go into... Oh, did you, did you have one more? No,
0: Sorry. that was my, kind of my, my cheaty three in that category.
1: All right. So I'm actually going to kind of take an opposite tack from what you just did with the art blocks. And I'm going to stay within our very close-knit community here. I am going to call out Disrupt by Rexon. Who, again, if we're going by Kahlo's um, criteria of working with people who are very invested in the platform and who are engaging with their community, you know, Roxanne has got to be a top five artists in FX Hash who kind of, who achieves that. And the reason I'm calling out Disrupt particularly is, you know, out of the six things that he's released on FX Hash so far, it has the second lowest floor. Technically, Rings has a lower floor, but... You know, I'm personally less drawn to that. And I think that Disrupt it is in my mind, in the top three of these six. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I think the other, the other ones that would be in that category are Unfinished, which has a floor of 50. Tick, which has a floor of 50. And I know that people will yell at me for not including bingo in this. Um, but even that, which was, you know, a thousand editions, you know, that has a floor of 20. And so I think that, like, Disrupt is one that has a lot of potential, a lot of growth potential, and even the ones that are sitting around the floor, you know, it's not just all the monochrome, like black and white ones. You see some of rarity 127, which is sitting there for 19 tes. you know, it's really, really unique color palette um, compared to the rest. You know, you have one that has a tilt, which is like a 3% chance sitting there at 18. I think this has a lot of room to grow. I think it was undervalued at the time, probably hurt by the botting situation.
0: Yeah. And I, I could not agree with you more, actually. So Roxanne was kind of my blanket number three on the list
1: okay.
0: of my list. And I actually, so I actually had rings as like my biggest target right now mm. because it's so cheap. The floor is only four Tez. And I know that's still like a big multiple over what it minted for. It only minted for like 0.25 Tez or something. It was essentially free but I think rings is like the rare project that executes on diversity just based on color and look. There's, there's very little, I mean, there's not none, but there's very little diversity in the uh, form of each Mm -hmm. piece, but what it's able to accomplish there, I think is really interesting. And again, one that looks good in multiples and there's, there's a lot of like rare ish looking ones you can hunt down as well and and are still pretty cheap, but a hundred percent agree with you on disrupt. It's a project that got, really hurt by the botting situation at the time. It still has a, a floor over Mint, which is fantastic. I mean, it shows the strength of the piece. But uh, yeah, if I didn't have so many <laughs> already and hadn't paid the bots at the time, I would be looking to collect this one for sure right now. It's, I think it's, Disrupt is probably his most undervalued piece. I, I think say.
1: it's absolutely his most undervalued piece. Not yeah. close. Sorry for bingo lovers.
0: So let's see. Since Roxanne was my number three, I will skip to number four. And this one might be weird. And I wonder if you're going to agree with me on this or not. But I'm going to call out two projects from the same artist, Jerez, Sinuosity and Station to Station. Two of the earliest Jerez pieces, so Sinuosity was their first and Station to Station is their third or fourth. These are the pieces that got me super interested in Jerez in the first place. And they've really come to life in the last month with some of their releases or maybe two months, right? Because Art Gnome kind of caught onto them for a piece. and. Yeah, for WEEP and we saw a lot of secondary action on WEEP. And then of course their most recent abstract color-based piece, whose which name whose name I'm forgetting right now.
1: Vapor Trails.
0: Has done phenomenally well. But we haven't seen a lot of lift in their earlier work. And and I think their early work is really distinct and stands out because nothing else really looks like it in terms of the compositions and in terms of the color palettes that they chose. Like when when we made the original waiting to be signed NFT we did attribute color palette to the way Jerez used to do their work, inspired by those earliest pieces. So Sinuosity, the Genesis project has a floor of only 2.5 Tez. Station to Station, which is only 128 editions, it was burned at one point, has a floor of 4.8 Tez. And I kind of just have a feeling that if Jerez continues to release really good stuff, and it seems like they will on the trajectory that they're on, that we should not be sleeping on these earliest projects from them.
1: This is definitely one i didn't have called out at all. So uh, congrats on that.
0: I'm glad we didn't overlap on this one. That's good.
1: Yeah. Or else we'd have just be too much of a hive mind, know each other too well. Yeah, I really like sinuosity. I think it took a little bit of time to mint out and you know, just like the the shapes. It's really, really cool. And I also really like the follow-up to that actually, which was clicks. So kind of taking that same little branded style from Terrace with like the way that the, those lines are intersecting and moving um and just kind of taking it into a new form factor. I think that would I, that's one I might include as a part of that as a part I, of the trio. I the
0: only reason I didn't include it is cuz I just didn't have any and I hadn't looked at that piece as much as the others. So I wanted to stick to the ones I was more familiar with, but I agree like that they also have like an early profile pick type mm-hmm. project that has, you know, every now and then people pick them up, but I kind of felt like that was a little bit too much of a departure to include it. And it's kind of, it's it kind of sits on its own Island, I think. So I, I just want to stick with the ones that I, I really liked. <laughs> hey, it's my list, right? So
1: it is your list. Awesome.
0: All right. What's next from you?
1: So my next one and my number four is by another beloved community member. You might know Miss And the one that's on my list is specifically iFrames. So iFrames was a secret I think five Tez Mint um, sometime what, back in one December. Tes. One Tez?
0: It was one Tez, yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. So, I mean, this is Cypher's. I'm not going to include the um, the logos. Uh, I think that those are just kind of standalone by themselves. Is the second of three drops. You know, obviously, RG Beef's floor is in the hundreds. Ethereal Microcosm, you know, has a floor of 95, so just below mint price. And I know that there was a lot of excitement and hype around iframes right when it was released, where it was one of those projects where the floor immediately jumped into the 60s, into the 70s, highest second sale of 150. Now you can get it for the low, low price of 1789. I'm sure that was a good year for somebody. But <laughs> if we're thinking about prominence of the artist, you know, literally this entire platform would be impossible without ciphered who created it and obviously working with many other people in the process but it's really his name that's like stamped onto the platform and so i think this is a really great opportunity to have somebody who's very prominent in the community again
0: yeah that's a great pick and that's a project i've been meaning to pick i, I keep going back to and looking and and uh i remember when i saw it initially i it was back in the days when it took a long time for reveals to come mm-hmm. and i kind of just thought they were all going to look the same based on reading the description it kind of made it sound like they wouldn't have a lot of visual diversity, at least on the thumbnail, but they actually just have a ton of, of visual diversity. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I wonder why is this is this one kind of forgotten again? Because it was really botted up. I mean, this one was botted like crazy because it was so cheap. Very few people got more than one legitimately. So it could just be. It's still obviously what trading at 17x over mint, which is which is really good, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for well, whatever reason, we don't see it pop up in the sales feed very often. I think it's a really good pick by you.
1: For a long time, it was just kind of sitting there in the 40s and the 50s. I think that this came out around the time that we were trying to do that seven-day hold off on buying anything on the secondary to get bots to undercut each other. Mm-hmm. If you recall that really fine era of FX Ash, and it sat in that same price range for a really long time. It was really shocking to see kind of what was been happening with the floors. I didn't realize I'd gotten so low because in my mind, it's always been a 50-test piece.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I might have to go get one <laughs> very soon. So I will pick... I, I've got one more now, I guess, for five. This is like a category that could be very wide and deep, and I kind of forced myself just to limit it here. This category I would call hyped projects that are now extremely discounted. And the first one that really came to mind was Perkworks Scravert. The highest sale on Scravert was 80 tes.
1: 85
0: 85 Tez, back when it was really popping off and everyone was like, this is the next contrapunto. So this is the next loom. And people were really loving this this style of work in particular and really loving this project and the the diversity it brought to the table. The floor is now six and a half Tez. And it's just crazy to see how much it's fallen, how people have kind of forgotten about it. I guess pieces that were just kind of left in the market have just been slowly coming down in price. And it feels like there's an opportunity here if we assume that this is an artist that's going to kind of continue to release good work. Like I really liked their last piece as well. I know it didn't perform that well, but could be a number of issues, right? We're just, timing is bad to release art now. So I'm kind of bullish on them long-term and I feel like this one's super undervalued. And there's like a lot of things in this category, right? But this is the one that kind of was top of mind.
1: Yeah. Looking at all the other work that Perkwork has put out on you know other platforms, like obviously I think follows falls into like that category of people who are just doing really great things elsewhere in the universe. And so, you know, people who are coming to FX for the first time might be looking for somebody that they've heard of and that yep. they're familiar with.
0: I'll, I'll throw out a couple other candidates I had here. The more, more recent Marcin and yak piece, urban flora, but I felt like it was maybe a little too soon to make that an official pick, mm-hmm. but that's one that was like extremely hyped and is now under mint. Um, yeah, I, I've deleted the other ones, but yeah, that was an example of another one that I would put into that category.
1: I mean, I have th- kind of three left. I'll, I'll go with my first one first because the other two were kind of in a category together. Um, given that your your love of categories today, um, I'm going to say Earth by Jeffrey Ventrella. You know, I know that we talked a little bit about um, life forms earlier, but Earth is one that was kind of like that that secret underground mint that you know it took a long time to go because you know, it was like, who's just this Jeffrey Ventrella guy. And then it kind of slowly emerged that a pioneer in the space, a pioneer in the whole metaverse. And so like, there's a, again, like that prominence or the historical value of who is creating this, especially as a a Genesis drop. You know, I know that there are a lot of people who are looking to hold this for that specific reason. You know, they're not looking to sell it. They're flip it it's going to be again that very long term hold that's going to be there that they'll be willing to trade once the value rises and they expect it to rise for a long time the floor was really quite high you know in the well 30s the 20s so you know very respectable and it's dropped down to 13 tes which is a little bit of 2x over mint so i think that this would be a great time to pick one up or just wait for you know the floor to drop more I will yeah. say that the floors has been very steady for a month now, and so there hasn't been as much undercutting, whereas we've seen that, um, that slow decline of the floors on some of the other pieces that we've talked about.
0: Really interesting pick. I'm looking at it right now. There's 38 for sale out of 365, so it's only around 10% listed.
1: The median is 60.
0: Yeah. And there's just a few people here who are paper hands. It's four pieces, and then twenty-five, and then very quickly to thirty. Yeah, it's surprisingly consistent, but it's great to see that there's some additions on discount here. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people weren't listening to Cyphered on those early Twitter Spaces. I think there was only like thirty or forty people who were listening live. But this was an artist that Cyphered in particular called out as a huge influence on him and his work, and how excited he would be to have Jeff drop on FX Hash. And this was. As I think you've already pointed out, like Jeffrey Ventrella's first ever NFT. It's not just like their Genesis drop on the platform, but their Genesis drop in the space. Really, really good pick that I've completely forgotten about.
1: Should I go again or do you have? Yeah,
0: no, go again. I mean, I have one more that we can talk about really briefly, but it's not as important.
1: Yeah. And again, I had an extended list just a little bit because I was like, oh, maybe this one, maybe that one. But the two that kind of go together, I would say the category Mm -hmm. is um, FX favorite artists early drops that may have a lower floor than some of their other drops.
0: Wow. It just rolls right off the tongue.
1: <laughs> I try. I try. I am a poet. And the two that I'm thinking of specifically are Hardine by MJ Lindo, which has a floor that's constantly like, is it 30? Is it 50? Why isn't the floor a hundred? It deserves to be a hundred. Right now the floor has risen a little bit from where it was in like over the past few weeks because it is such a good value buy. You know, obviously, MJ Lindo is very much loved on the platform, has released some of the top works that we've seen, whether it's Stippled Impressions, Beyond, Waiting in Afton. And I think Hardine is, like, much, much cheaper than some of those other works. And obviously, if MJ is aiming to get into art blocks curated, that will be, like, a huge boon for everything on FX Hash because 50 Tez even if that's a high floor for Hardeen based off of where it's been, that is a bargain buy in my mind. Yeah. And it's also a very early drop.
0: Yeah, it's a number 91 on the platform. So sub 100, very, very early days. It's his Genesis piece. Yeah, makes makes a ton of sense. And what, what's your other one that goes with it?
1: Uh, I was going to say Between Stations by Lisa Orth. Uh, current floor is 48 Tez. It's actually a really, really like, small floor. It jumps up from like 48 to 70 to 75. 14% listed, really small editions, only 100. I know that Lisa's, like her, one of her other works, A Stitch is Fine, was recently called out on FX Tender, got a really great editorial written. But I still think that Between Stations is my favorite drop of hers, and it is still really early, 528. And so... I think that this is a, a good buy. I, I think that the floors might continue to drop because they were at 80 a few weeks ago, but I think it's a standout piece.
0: I It's one of my favorites of hers too, and one that I kind of forget about because she's moved away from the style a lot with the, the work she's released lately. I remember this piece dropping right around the time I first came to the platform and trying to remember how much it cost to mint it.
1: One. To one. One does... Has-
0: so maybe it was minted out, and this was a piece that I was looking at buying on the secondary. Because I'm sure I would have minted it at one, but I really, really liked the composition and the use of color. I had no idea who she was. So I, I probably saw some sitting there for like eight Tez or something on the secondary and decided not to buy it. But it was a piece I was tempted by before I had even learned anything about anything. And uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Great pick. I
1: put it on my wall. Nice frame, nice, some good matting yeah. uh, just to break it up a little bit.
0: The only other one I kind of had, and I wasn't really sure where to put it, it's kind of similar in the same Bodus Marcine. It's like a little too early to tell. But you know my favorite, Divide by Circle. I feel like this piece is just super undervalued. It's still trading around mint price. It was a slow mint. I don't think a lot of bots got it, but for whatever reason, it hasn't taken off. I think despite the quality, it could just be circumstance. It could just be People don't like it. I'm the only one who likes it. I d I don't know. But I
1: think it's really cool. I, I think that, you know, there is a really strong fan base.
0: Everyone who got who wanted one got one, maybe. And there's just right now people don't know. New people who are coming don't know about it. But it is an FX tender icon, right? So it is very
1: iconic as well. And you know, I think that everybody, I know that people love astronomic comics, which again has also had a floor that's come down a little bit from where it's height. But I kind of prefer this to stylistically to astronomic comics. Yeah. I think it really speaks to some other similar, like not similar works, but works of the genre that we've seen do really well when it comes to like isometric 3d building esque shapes, like, um, like pasta Boy boys. Um, I forget what it's called right now.
0: It's called flash, right?
1: Flash has done really, really well. I've saw a couple of sales in the, you know, hundreds, but again, and I think we ca- talked about this when Divide by a Circle was released, is that you know 512 editions versus 133 editions. It's a editions.
0: lot. It's a lot, yeah. it's a lot but it, it, it minted out in such a deliberate, honest way, which is why I anticipated the floors kind of climbing higher than they have. And, I mean, we've seen some instances where people are selling them under mint, not like extremely, like something like 4 to instead of 5 toes. But I don't know. I know when, when this came out, it was the same week that Sedimentary um, – dissolution it's actually a really really
1: strong week um that was one of our most recent instagram posts was kind of going through all of our favorites of the week like we saw like Chromatlas volume one sedimentary dissolution clue you know growth vo2 by robert Hodgins. it was just a really huge week and just so much stuff that's still like trading really high today
0: yeah so i i kind of wonder if uh i mean well I, i was raising that because i think at the time we were kind of putting it in with all of those and saying like this one and that one and that one all kind of feel like they're art blocks level quality and just like what insane art we can get on FX Hash. And a lot of those others have much higher floors. And, you know, just opinion, this one to me feels a similar quality and isn't quite getting the respect. So, but yeah, it's, it's only been out for like a month. So it's a little hard to say, is it really a value piece yet? I don't know. I don't so know. It felt a little too soon to formally put it on the list.
1: I think that Killed by Pixel is one, another one of those artists that's getting like a lot more recognition on the platform since their earliest drops. And, you know, we've seen them really flex their technical skill by just showcasing so many different styles and genres, like comparing this to like dithered branches, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just such a wide range. And so I think that we have a lot more to see from Killed by a Pixel. And so I think that holding almost anything is going to be a solid bet. Oh,
0: boy. We have, we've missed a piece that's blowing up right now since we're recording while minting is happening but that'll be something for us to scroll through i think we're kind of wrapping up this episode now (laughs) well you should scroll through the feed and see what's happening with this octopus drop well yeah that's it that's our picks you know feel free to go visit those projects obviously don't buy anything just because we said so not financial advice but those are just kind of our picks for undervalued pieces and i imagine we'll have more opportunity as we're leaving beta to do things like explore unminted pieces or just celebrate great drops from the beta period as we leave it so yeah trinity is emoting in the background now as she's catching up with uh this octopus piece that is going wild on the secondary which we'll probably talk about in the next episode i think that's it did we cover everything
1: i think we covered everything i mean there's always so much more to cover but there's more I think to we've cover reached a good sto- stopping point we've
0: reached a good natural stopping point so we'll call it for this one thank you again everyone as always and see you next time